Hey guys, it's Dr. Poland here from Superior Chiropractic and Rehab Radio. I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting our channel and listening to all the great content that we have coming out. Because our goal here is to help every community stay active, strong, and healthy without prescription drugs or surgery. And so bringing these guests on is going to help us accomplish that goal. Now to help further support our channel so we can spread the message to more people, I would really appreciate it if you could hit that like and subscribe button on our page to make sure that one, you get notifications of when a new episode drops and you can share it to your friends and family. So thanks so much. We so appreciate your support. Now, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, it is Dr. Poland from Superior Chiropractic and Rehab here in Glen Carbon, Illinois. I am joined by the future Dr. <laughs> Alyssa. Uh, she is the CEO and founder of Lady Beef, which is online strength conditioning programs. And well, you know, what? I'll just let you tell us a little bit more. Uh, welcome. And can you please just introduce yourself to the community and what you do for every one of your clients as well? Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, guys, I am Alyssa Parton. And like Dr. Poland said, I am a future doctorate. I am currently getting my in exercise science and health promotion at the University of North Alabama under the mentorship of Dr. Hunter Waldman. And I have been running my online or remote coaching business, Lady Beef Inc., since 2015, though it did exist for a little bit of a time beforehand. I started Lady Beef as a blog when I was in undergrad. Um, I've really always been um, into writing. It's something that I do to retain the information that I'm learning. So I started this blog as an undergrad. And as social media really began to explode um, around 2012, 2014, um, that time frame, I started to also um, use that blog as my remote coaching business. And in 2015 is when I really started to focus more on it. And in 2017, I started to gear more towards coaching powerlifting remotely. And since 2019, I have solely been um, coaching powerlifters, whether you are recreational or competitive, through Lady Beef Inc. Um, and just a little bit further of a background on us, in 2020, we brought on two additional coaches to further support uh, the amount of inquiries we were getting in. And so now we have a coach that works with lifestyle clients or individuals who are more new to barbell training that want to learn, but are just newer to um, this style of training or strength training. And then we have another powerlifting coach and he just works with really anybody. He loves to help anybody. And they really helped me out when I started my doctorate and because that's really when I needed help uh, because I didn't want to overload my plate. Um, I'm also a, a pretty new mom. I have an 18 month old and he was only six months old when I started my doctorate. So we had to have a little bit of extra help <laughs> behind the scenes to make sure that, you know, the business side was growing and we were serving the people that we really felt fit within, um, you know, our niche. And so, yeah, and from there, we've just really been able to manage and grow and all of that fun stuff. Well, I always so you have a lot on your plate. You know, you're a, you're a mom, PhD student, business owner. 
uh, I mean, you got a lot of has to juggle essentially. And, I, mean, I do, but I have cow. the best support system you could possibly imagine, and none of it would be possible <laughs> without the help that I get. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. You know, you kind of need something like that for sure. Yes. So you know, that's a great segue into one of my first questions. I I always ask some folks that come on to my podcast is you know especially personal training face to face you have a lot of personalities to work with a lot yeah. of goals that they want to accomplish and that's tough from just even a face to face standpoint i can't even imagine what it's like on the remote side of things so what would you say your biggest challenge in your current role uh, with lady beef phd and you know how are you tackling that what's your game plan you know, like you just said, I have a lot to juggle. And I would say that, that is definitely the largest uh, struggle and challenge that I'm currently facing. Uh, so I really have to have help on a bunch of different <laughs> things, especially when it comes to childcare. I'm honestly very good at time management. But, you know, when you are put in a position where that is such a very, like, necessary quality to have you have to become that way so i would say i am very good when i have the time to dedicate to the different areas of my business and school so as long as i get that help and we've been able to manage that with having day school for cohen and then my sister is pretty much a saint and lives with us <laughs> during semesters so that she can watch over him whenever i am needing to just kind of peel away for a little while to work on whether it's school or lady beef or my clients. So I would really just say like making sure that not only I am time managing effectively, but also like I have my priorities straight. And so that can sometimes be difficult whenever I, I feel like for me, I get super into one thing and all I want to do is focus on that one thing, even though I have a, like a laundry list of other things I also have to accomplish. So I really have to figure out what I'm going to do each day, make sure it's not excessive so that I'm not feeling burned out or discouraged if I don't even get to certain things, but really just making sure that I know what's the top priority for each day to accomplish. Um, so that's been a learning process throughout this really like last year because I started my doctorate last August. Yeah, August. So yeah, those would probably be my largest challenges that I'm facing at the moment. Yeah, no kidding. But it sounds like you have a game plan. You're sticking to it, which I love to hear. Yeah, so, you definitely have to. So I, I love the fact that you have, you know, you went through school to get your bachelor's, your master's, and now you're going for the, your terminal degree and your PhD. Mm -hmm. And I always ask the PhD uh, graduate assistants when I was an undergrad, you know, did you always want to be a doctor? Did you always want to choose this path. So I, I, I have to ask you this as well. Did you always want to, you know, strive for your PhD, become a professor and then also own Lady Beef as well? <laughs> I never wanted to continue college out of bachelor's. I never, I didn't know that remote coaching would even be a thing. Um, I, ne I used to look at when I was an undergrad student at like fifth year seniors and grad students. And I was just like, are you crazy? Like, why would you want to continuously be in school? 
And I never saw myself as a professor. And like, that is my ultimate goal from like my achieving my uh, PhD here or earning my PhD. Um, so it is crazy to me, like how my life, how my um, profession has evolved over the last several years. I originally went to school for business because I grew up a baton twirler and that's really all I ever knew. And I didn't really have a whole lot of influence on the number of like professional avenues you could take. So that's where I started. And um, I did like my little wheels started turning when I was an undergrad. And I was like, you know, if I own a baton twirling studio, I could also do something for the parents while they're there, um, maybe like a gym. And so I ended up talking to an advisor um, about basically like learning how to personal train. And she put me in athletic training of all things. And uh, that was the worst fit. I, I was never a, a science-y person or mathematic person. And so I remember going to the biology course that was required for the athletic training degree. And this lady opened her class of undergrad students. So now looking back, I'm like, wow, <laughs> we were like freshmen. And she told us that 20% of us were going to fail the class. Like that was like her opening line. Wow. And I left that class and I was like, nope, <laughs> I am among that 20%. And I walked right back to the advisor's office and I was like, next. And so then she told me about exercise and sports science, which I don't know why she didn't tell me about that to begin with, because that was what she was majoring in. <laughs> and um, so come to find out I could major in exercise and sports science and all the classes that I had already taken for business could actually count towards it because you have different um, concentrations within exercise and sports science. So that is eventually the route that I went. Um, and it was really from there that it just like took off and I just completely ch changed my entire like idea of what I wanted to do because I remember going to those kinesiology courses and I just was in love with it. It all made sense. Like I'm a very visual person and I could just picture what was going on. And I just thought it was the coolest thing learning about the body and movement. And so stuck with that and also minored in nutrition because I took a couple of nutrition classes and realized I wanted to do more than just concentrate in it. I could take more classes if I had a minor in it. And so from there, I started personal training and working for a gym. And so that was kind of like my next idea. I was like, I'm going to own a gym. I don't care about baton twirling anymore. And uh, I worked with a personal trainer and um, I, I, I guess I was kind of warped in the head of what it would look like to own a gym because I no longer wanted to do that based on what I was seeing. So this owner. He was definitely a workaholic. And I knew like in the long run, you know, I was probably going to end up married one day. And if I had a family, it's like, I didn't want to be constantly consumed by work. And in my head, because I was so young, I was like, okay, well, this must just be what it's like to own a gym. So kind of took a step back. I was like, I don't want to own a gym anymore. I'm just going to be a personal trainer for the rest of my life, <laughs> which also just wasn't something in the long run that I decided I wanted to do. Um, but I started working with people remotely and I really loved and learned that I was really enjoying coaching people that were as motivated as I was. I had come from competing in baton twirling to once I like started 
dipping my foot into fitness. I tried my hand at bodybuilding, competing. And then as that kind of trickled down and um, I realized it wasn't really great for my mental state, I picked up powerlifting and, you know, I just constantly, I guess, need this like competitive side of me. And I loved working with people who were also like that. And so through that, I realized how much I love just strength and conditioning and human movement science. And so that's what I went to and got my master's in just so that I could further um, educate myself. Because you can only do so much with just reading textbooks and <laughs> taking CEU courses. So that's when I was like, I think I, I will go back to school. And then from there, uh, very soon into my master's, I realized how much I loved educating. It was within that time frame that I started posting more on Instagram and doing more of the educational posts. And I was thought to myself that I would really love to teach people that want to be taught one day. And so that's from there, that's when I was thinking that, yeah, I would love to be a professor in this area that I love to learn about so much. And I would also love to um, add to the knowledge, not just consume the knowledge. So that's where the research component came in. And I thankfully had um, a mentor that knew about the program that I'm currently in. So everything just kind of fell into place from there. And that's what I'm working towards now is becoming um, a faculty member one day while also continuing to um, support my athletes through Lady Beef. I love it. And it seems like we both have a vision for how we want to model our, ourselves in the future. Like one thing that really connected me to your account was one of my good mentors from chiropractic school. His name is Dr. Kaufman. I think you yes. know him very well. I love him. <laughs> yeah, great guy, really knows his stuff. And we have very similar backgrounds about being CSCS certified and how we mm -hmm. approach movement as medicine. And so my practice is very similar to his. He's just on the other side of the river in Missouri. Um, but anyways, so, you know, I, I always inspire to mimic what he's doing essentially and how I can help my community. And it seems like you're kind of on that same path. So I would have to ask, you know, who would be your most important professional mentor that's guided you throughout this whole journey? I actually have three. I couldn't name just one because it's okay. like, you know, throughout this time, this long like journey of figuring out what I want to do and just, yeah, that whole process, you know, you have different people throughout that time that just kind of like gear you towards this. And so my first mentor I would say is someone who I actually met in my undergrad. He was a GA and uh, he was my exercise statistics teacher at the time. And I always remembered him because I was so bad at statistics and he would take the initiative to just reach out to me. I was also very shy. So I didn't like if I was struggling, like I would just like struggle silently. And he could tell that, you know, obviously, probably by my grades, that it was just not my thing. And he would reach out to me and, like, have me come to his office, and he would help teach me the stuff more one-on-one -on -one since I wasn't really grasping it in the classroom. And that always stood out to me. So I don't remember pretty much any of my teachers from undergrad because that was such a long time ago, but I remembered him. And um, years down the road, I think I'd already started my master's. So this is probably in 2019. I found someone I knew from back then on Instagram. And I was like, you know, I think they used to be friends. And so I like looked up his name on this other person's followers. And I was able to find Robert. 
And I just like pretty ecstatic. Cause I was like, man, I haven't, you know, seen this person in so long. And so I just followed him and just like he would back then, he reached out to me. He, um, I was already like starting to post more on Instagram, my little educational post, you know, and he works for USSA and they have um, like the sports digest, a journal online or more of like the blog version. And he told me like, you know, if you want to write for the sports digest, ha- like have at it, like we would love to have you write for this blog. And since I was super interested into getting more into writing and to research, I was just super excited that he offered that. And I ended up posting so much on that blog over the course of my master's. And, you know, he really helped to refine my writing through that time. And um, for my um, capstone project, he and I wrote a paper for the strength and conditioning journal. So he was really like the person who got me more interested and better at writing. And he's the one that, you know, pushed me to um, pursue my PhD. So I definitely just wouldn't be here without him. And he gave me a great review, apparently, because like the dean of the school called him. And (laughs) that was like apparently a huge part of me even getting into this program that I'm in now. So he was a great mentor to me on that side of things. And then my own powerlifting coach has just been a great, uh, just more of the on the strength side of coaching, a great mentor to me in that aspect. He's somebody that I aspire to be for my athletes because he's not just a coach that I hear from once a week and that sends me a program. Like I can always reach out to him, not just for my own programming, but if I have something going on with another client, then I can always reach out to him and get another set of eyes on my clients and he'll give me his perspective and it just helps me to be a better coach. Um, And so I can always go to him for questions and, or as a friend or whatever it is. So he's a huge mentor to me in um, the business side or the coaching side. And then my third one is my current mentor, Dr. Waldman. He really took a chance on me. I came into this PhD program with having, you know, one paper published and it was just more like of a, a review paper, wasn't even an experimental study. I came from not having been in in-person school since 2014. I came in with um, a master's that was from an online program And he just knew, like he knew from the time that I got to go to campus and meet with everybody that, you know, I was meant to be there. And yeah, so him taking that chance on me and helping me all this time. And I've already been a part of multiple studies. I've already had my own study and I've got multiple coming up. And it's just been super cool for him to just bring into fruition all the things that I've been wanting to do. So without him, I wouldn't be feeling as prepared and like, the way that I do going into just my second year of my PhD, if it weren't for him. Yeah, no kidding. It really sounds like you have a really great cohesion of people. You can always just fall back on and say, Hey, what are your thoughts if I do X, Y, and Z? And you know, that's kind of tough to find nowadays, especially not just having one mentor, but three, I'd say you kind of hit the lottery regarding that aspect for sure. I feel like I did too, because I remember meeting with a friend one time and he was just like telling me about his mentors. And I was just like, like, 
what is that? Like, how do you get a mentor, you know? And then I look back and I'm like, man, I really have had some great mentors that have just like fallen in my lap. I never like had to reach out to anybody and be like, will you be my mentor? I just basically will, you know, bombard them with questions and they answer them. So I guess you're my mentor. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. So I, I know with your job, you have a lot of responsibility and you have a lot of tools that you can pick from as well. So what would you say, if you had to kind of open up your toolbox and look around, what would be your most underrated tool that is indispensable that you use on your job on a day-to-day, uh, on your job on a day-to-day life? Communication, I think, is going to be the top tool, really for no matter what you do, um, but really just like talking with my clients and not just communicating with them like this is when I'm free or like this is when you can talk to me I'm not saying it in that sense but more so feedback from them because it's the things that they tell me that really set the tone for like how I program for them like are you busy like are these training sessions going too long like is there anything that you love that you want us to incorporate? Or is there anything that you hate that literally makes you dread going to the gym? And so I really try to open that communication portal with them so that they know that they can be brutally honest with me. And even whenever, cause I work with a lot of competitors after they've competed, I'm like, I want to know what you think went right about meat prep, about the meat itself. I want to know what you think went wrong or what you think that I could do better, what you could do better so that we can continue to learn and grow from these experiences that we're having together. And we're not in just this cycle of repeating the same things over and over again. And so it's like, I take information from these different experiences, but I might perceive something differently than they do. And so really, hearing from them is such a huge part of what I do and it takes us so much further than it would if I didn't hear from them and so I just want them to know that you know I'm always open to hearing from them if we want to talk on the phone text email whatever form you feel most comfortable with but just like spill the beans like tell me what you need from me as your coach and so I think that's going to be the biggest tool um, that we use with Lady Beef. Awesome. I love it. And I, and I would agree with you. Communication, education, like people thrive for that. People want that. And so right. great that you're really implementing that into your training programs. And I know you're getting great results from that strategy as well. Um, well, let me ask you this, because I, I think this is just an, uh, an off the ball question that I ask everyone, but I think it's huge. It kind of gives me an idea of like, okay, we're understanding Alyssa, the CEO of Lady Beef, mm-hmm. PhD student, but we also want to know a little bit about the person as well. So if you could start another business tomorrow, what would that business be? And you can't say Lady Beef or personal nothing like that. Yeah, nothing like that. So I, I mean, I feel like it's all going to be kind of like intertwined. But one of the things that I would love to do, so I love me some Google Sheets or Excel spreadsheets. And I can spend, like I was talking about earlier, how I can get fixated on one thing and just spend too much time on it. That would probably 90% of the time be just like playing with templates and formulas and stuff on Excel. Um, One thing that I have realized that I would love to do is I wish that there was a way to streamline Google Sheets or Google or I'm sorry, Excel. Um, 
in a way that I could send <laughs> a spreadsheet as a PDF almost so that you could see certain things and use the drop down menus or whatever little things you put in there, but without anybody seeing your formulas. Um, so that would, I've, I don't know why that's not a thing. I literally looked high and low to figure out if that was an option. And I was like, man, I need to figure out a way to create this one day. So I don't know if it would be another business, but it would definitely like streamline certain things. One of the things I offer with um, for free on my website is a spreadsheet that has all the joints in the human body and you just select from a drop down menu, um, the a movement. So like uh, extension, flexion, whatever. And it'll give you a list from there of all the muscles that are involved in that movement. But whenever you start creating stuff like that, you know, I mean, we live in an, in an unhonest world and people can take it <laughs> and make it their own. And so one thing I wish I could do was to like be able to create something and then put it in like a PDF form, but still be able to use those uh, formulas that I've created. That would be cool. That is really cool, man. So it seemed like, if anything, you want to venture out into like the IT world and go go off, go off into. It would be stuff. so much fun, but I honestly know nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know anything about that language whatsoever. And that's the great thing about it. It is essentially a language, and you're just trying to figure yes. out as you go. Exactly. Um, well, I know I've taken up some of your time, and you're a busy gal, so I want to get get you back to doing what you're doing. So I won't take up much more of your time. Um, just three quick questions are going to be kind of like fast paced. Um, what are your three books you'd recommend for our audience and why? Okay. So one of them is the muscle and strength pyramid. I honestly, if I had them in front of me, I could tell you the authors, but I cannot remember right now. Um, but that book was really great when I was getting into programming more. And I just, you know, whenever you haven't like been through a program that, goes through strength and conditioning programming it's you can feel very um unconfident in what you're doing and so i read so many textbooks on just programming when um before i started my master's which was thankfully an applied exercise science program so i programmed constantly while i was in my master's which helped me a whole lot but in the textbook side of things i loved that one um i loved um strength training man it's from zagdorsky let me go look real quick i'll find it i have me a whole book tree science and practice of strength training that was a big one um, and then I also loved um, whenever I was trying to learn more about like undulated periodization I read optimizing strength training by Kramer and Fleck that one was fantastic and then my last one I would say really anything by Louis Simmons so the West Side Barbell Book of Methods that one was really great for learning how um, conjugate programming worked. Yeah, I, I'm a huge student of that last book you just mentioned. I constantly read it and then I reread it. And I feel like I learn something new every single time. Right. Um, oh, well, what, what would you say there'd be three of the podcasts you'd recommend as well? So the podcast that I've I pretty much listened to. Um, one, I love Tom's. Um, he... His was the elite spine. 
what did he call it? Do you know that one? I believe it's Lead Spine Performance Radio. Yes. Love his. Um, there's one that's really fun to listen to called Health Unfiltered. And it has a PhD student in exercise science as one of the hosts. And then the other two are registered dietitians. And um, they always open it with like whatever they're drinking. And sometimes it's, you know, some fancy cool beer or something. And then other times they'll have like their protein shakes. But it's just very like unique. And, and they always have really good conversations and crack me up. Um, and then the power lifter in me loves King of the Lifts. So I always have to listen to some of their uh, podcasts as well. Awesome. I'm writing this down because I'm trying to build up my library. So you just added two more. I already knew it Tom's, but yeah. I definitely have to check out those other two. I love it. Okay. Well, hey, I appreciate you just taking time out of your busy day to you know sit down and chit-chat with me. So let me learn a little bit more about you and what you have to offer. Um, if anybody else is listening to this and they have questions, concerns, or just want to learn more, what's the best way they can reach you? They can reach me through multiple avenues. My Instagram is just my name, Alyssa Parton, and I will chat with you on DM or whatever it is. Uh, my email is Alyssa at ladybeef.com. So I'm always on there. Um, or you can go to my website and contact me from there and check out what all we offer. And that is ladybeefinc.com. Awesome. All right. Well, future Dr. Parton, I really do appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to talk to me. Um, everybody else, I appreciate you guys listening to this new episode and you guys have a great day. Thanks again. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Pullen here again. I so appreciate you listening to our podcast. I know you probably got a lot out of it that you can help implement into your day-to-day -day activities and lifestyle. So like I said before, I would really appreciate you to help support our channel as we grow to go into other communities so we can achieve our goal of making sure everyone is active, strong, and healthy without prescription drugs or surgery. So how we're gonna do that is that by going to our page, hitting like and subscribe so you get notifications and when a new episode drops, and you can help share it to your friends and family. So this is Dr. Pullen. Thanks again for listening. I so appreciate it. Have a great day.